So, so she lifted a 200 pound, her performance included lifting a 200 pound bar. Why? Whilst in full <laughs> drag. How much do you know about Hackney's queer history? That's the question we're asking ourselves this LGBT plus history month. Over the next couple of episodes of this podcast special, I'm going to be diving into Hackney's queer archives with the help of an amazing tour guide and an equally amazing travel buddy. Together, we're going to learn about some forgotten queer heroes who lived on our own doorstep, and we'd love for you to join us. Episode 1, The Forgotten Drag Kings of Hackney. Right. So, um, we should probably start introducing ourselves. Uh, Should I go first? Why not? Um, My name's Hannah. I work as the Senior Archives Officer at Hackney Archives. I am Don Juan um, and I'm a drag king based in Hackney. Um, Originally a Brummie, as you can hear from my accent, Um, but I've actually been in Hackney for about 10 years. And my name's Jim, um, and I work at Hackney Council, and I'm going to be kind of guiding us through this this magical mystery tour of queer history mm-hmm. that we're going to be going on today. Um, Hannah, maybe you could start, where are we? Do you, want to, do you want to describe? So we are in the search room of Hackney Archives um, in Dalston, right next to Dalston Junction. If you don't know what an archive is, fair enough. Um, I didn't know what it was either before I started <laughs> working in this kind of area. It is a wonderful space where we collect all sorts of documents, files, pictures, photographs, all to do with the history of Hackney. Right, should we get into it? Where should we start? Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this and hopefully we can walk as a three in our little <laughs> wet Should we well. start? Should, should we start? start with the drag kings of the nineteen twenties? Yeah, so what's this? What have we got here? Hannah walks us over to a table on which is sitting a series of paper programmes from theatre shows performed at Hackney Empire in the 1920s. There's a grand Christmas pantomime called Babes in the Wood, with black and white photographs of the stars of the show. Everything's written in the kind of language you'd expect to hear coming from the mouth of a circus ringmaster. It's all fun and frivolity, frolic and fantasy, a show the likes of which the world has never seen before. As we get a closer look, we see that the cast is pretty gender-bending. There's the usual pantomime dames, which I'm familiar with seeing from my own childhood. But there's also something else which isn't so familiar. Dapper drag kings dressed in suits. Hannah tells us more. So here we've got some programmes from the Hackney Empire, which still exists, of course, in Hackney Central. Um, They are just four out of hundreds that we have and they are capturing some of the what they were known at the time male impersonators that were performed on the stages of Hackney Empire. So this is a good example of the Dane culture that we still have in pantomimes Um, but what's interesting is the contrast with the drag kings which aren't on mainstream theatre you don't see them every Christmas it's not a repeated um, performance but why because clearly if anything they were more popular than the Danes. Wow! Um, so you've got Ella Shields, she was very famous. She, um, as it says there in fact, is the personification of Sav... 
So quite often drag kings in the 19th century were scrutinizing male characters. So in the 19th century you'll see criticisms of kind of like dandies, people who were very into their fashion. They were very kind of they went around clubs like the kind of Oscar Wilde, um, yeah. Dorian Gray kind of figure. Um, but you start finding the 19th, 20th century, you're starting to get a bit itchy about gender. They're starting to want to narrow it down to being the masculine and the feminine. So, so when was the time when they were still comfortable with someone like Ella Shields being on stage? So we're talking the end of musicals in the 1920s. In the 1920s, it was still okay for a drag king yeah. to be on stage. So I find that really, really interesting because I have just... Um, so I've just done my first panto um, and I played um, Prince Charming in Sleeping Beauty and, um, and that now feels like a really rare thing. So mm. I'm familiar with dames and even when I think about going to see pantomime as a child, I remember the dames. I never ever remember kind of seeing i know that there are sometimes women that would play characters like buttons or yeah but it i can't really recall women playing the characters like prince charming um but the dame was always a memorable character being quite central yeah to the pantomime and often being like a straight comedian that would um, camp up for the role. Whereas what we're seeing here is actually it was the drag kings. Yeah. Before, or at least at the same um, time. I would as say the at dames. the same time, but it's I just. just that history erased them. Uh, yeah, and forced them off the mainstream stages. Because you even find that now, drag kings are still yes. not on the same level as drag queens. Yeah. Drag queens, you can go to a brunch with drag queens. Yes. Yeah. And Don, how does it feel? I don't know. How does it feel, Don looking at like this is from the 1920s? Yeah, the 1920s. Someone who does what you do, yeah, hundred years ago. Yeah, this is so. This is just. Um, I just find this astonishing because it feels like, to you know, just what you've touched on about drag kings have been erased that's how it feels as a drag king still today um, we don't have the same kind of exposure anywhere near the same kind of exposure as drag queens and often as a drag king performer that now um, you know I get a lot of um, bookings and I do quite well but but I'll often speak to people and they'll be like what's a drag king and I'm like hmm think about a drag queen and then just flip it around but um yeah looking at this from the 1920s and seeing how popular or how kind of big drag kings were back then i don't know how we kind of got lost in the pipeline what else have we got hannah what are the two that we haven't looked at yet so we've got one down here so we've got an italian um male impersonator or drag king Ah. And then we've got over here. I mean, it's interesting. They always seem to need to stress the fact that they are a she who is yes. in character. Like, it's never just... Yeah. Like, yeah. It, <laughs> the gender is still very much like, this is a performance, not yeah, real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one has a date. So this one, October the 20th, 1924. Yeah. Wow. See what you make of this, Donna, huh? 
Um, so this is someone writing about having attended a drag king show, I presume. They've written, I think I rather expected a stately lady after hearing of Tiberio's record, and I was more than astonished when I found a dainty petite artiste who laughed at my amazement frankly. It seemed impossible to think that she could lift a 200 pound barbell as easily as you or I could pick up a sixpence, and yet I have seen her do that in front of the whole house. So, so she lifted a 200 pound, her performance included lifting a 200 pound barbell Why? whilst in full drag. That's incredible. I would have loved to have seen that. So no, no, no dips or splits, just a no, no. pound barbell. No, no death drops. It's like... <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, and that sounds incredible. I'm, I'm filled with real mixed emotions when looking at these because I look at these people and particularly, I don't know, in your presence, Don, being able to see someone who has kind of is a predecessor for what you do in some way. Yeah, it feel yeah. Really like it, it warms my heart and it makes mm. me feel really like these people were amazing. Yeah. And then on the other hand, it makes me kind of sad because the other side we've said is that it almost feels like they peaked at this period and then mm. they disappeared for another 50, 60, Well, this 70, is actually years. kind of the downturn because they really came alive in musical, which is it kind of was dying by the 1920s because cinema was coming in. Um, ah, so their peak okay. probably was actually the 1860s, 70s, 80s. Right. These are the end. These so are the tail like the end. Death rattle of them. Yeah, because you've got people like Hetty King, Mary Lloyd did some songs and things dressed as a boy as well. Yeah. They're buried in Abney Park Cemetery. Well, oh. Mary Lloyd isn't. Hetty King is. Um, so this is actually the dying days of it. Wow. Yeah, I think um, just seeing this and. It feels like a complete eye-opener to me. I think the only other um, comment that I would say is that all of the performers that I've seen in um, throughout the brochures appear to be white. Yes. So, um, and having done some, having worked on the Roots, Rhythms and Records, the, the history of black music, um, the project that I did at Hackney Museum, we talked about um, how lots of performers, um, how lots of black performers came to Hackney and did places like the Hackney yeah, Empire. They did. They did. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a shame that none of those performers seemed, or no performers of colour seemed to make it into. No. No, I think sometimes they were very much penned in by stereotypes yeah. of black music. Yeah, so you yeah, get banjo players, yeah. you get jazz, yeah. you get um, minstrels yeah. that feature people who are black. Yeah. Um, they're hemmed in, basically. Yeah, yeah. A hundred years, yeah. I know, it's scary, wow. the 1920s, hundred years ago. So there we have it. Drag kings have been doing it for just as long. I really hope you found something in this episode that's piqued your interest in Hackney's queer history. If you have, of course there's Google, but you can always get in touch with the Hackney Archives team on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. You can email them on archives at hackney.gov.uk or you can just swing by the archives themselves. They're on the top floor of the Dalston CLR James Library, open from Wednesday to Friday, 10 to 6. If you want to know more about the amazing Don Juan, my drag king travel buddy, you can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Don Juan Birmingham. That's D-O-N-1 Birmingham. In our next episode, we're going to be hearing the story of Hannah Snell, an 18th century woman who disguised herself as a man and served as a soldier. Until then, 
Happy History Month.